Berlin Wall. Her face cut through the crowd. She had light beige complexion, beautiful eyes. Her head was tucked in an all too large knitted beanie. She was making her way towards me with camera in hand, pausing every now and then, taking photos of the night sky. I was taking photos off my phone as well. It was November, and I was standing among a dense, large crowd in Potsdamer Platz. I was in town working on an art project, and this was my last week in Berlin. Exhausted from the day and attempting to remain warm from the wintry night, I focused my eyes on the large white balloons that peppered the night sky, making its way through its nine mile stretch across the capital of Germany. Tonight was the 25th year anniversary of the falling of the Berlin Wall and the reunification of East and West. In the late 80s, Reagan's plea to Gorbachev to tear down that wall eventually took heat and Berlin was emancipated. This is my third time in the city, and I felt incredibly grateful to witness this storied event. Children were perched on the shoulders of parents, many who themselves grew up as children in a nation divided. There were older men and women who wore heavy mittens and hooded parkas, all braving the cold, standing amongst one another, strangers, yet tonight all united as one. We had gathered to witness and partake the countdown to midnight to commemorate this celebratory moment with the release of these white, bulbous, illuminate globes into the night. I could hear the crowd counting down, the chorus looming louder and louder. I needed to capture this moment, but I could not. My phone died. I looked around and noticed that familiar, beautiful face. Without hesitation, I gently prodded her shoulder and motioned to have her take my photo in front of the crowd. She smiled and obligingly snapped away. Afterwards, we chatted and exchanged numbers. Her name was Rachel. Her father was a black American and her mother German. I was relieved to meet another American, to be able to speak English freely and hear about her take of the city. It was cold, and we both decided we should take the conversation indoors. Rachel knew a spot in Kreuzberg. I was impressed by her German as she swiftly navigated the subway terminals, holding my hand and leading me into the inner veins of the sprawling metropolis. An hour later, I found myself eating Mexican tacos and exchanging tequila shots. Rachel unbuttoned her parka to reveal a sheer black dress that neatly framed her from the collar of her neck down to her lovely legs. Rachel was gorgeous. She carried herself with an air of ease, a pretty girl who was accustomed to receiving attention from men, and on this night, she seemed to have her eyes on me. I was bewildered by the turn of events, from one historic moment to now a casual date with a beautiful stranger. I pulled out my pack of parliaments. She smiled slyly as she too pulled out her identical pack from her purse. I lit her cigarette as she leaned forward. She smelled good too. Rachel told me she was in town to connect with family from her mother's side, and Berlin was one stop of many of her transatlantic tour. She was traveling alone and was bravely experiencing her stays at various hostels. She told me she was a cocktail waitress in Las Vegas. She pulled out her phone to show me various photos of herself wearing tight satin dresses, posing with her friends, photos of her in sexy bunny cocktail outfits. She told me she decided to embark on this journey to Europe to find out more about herself, her identity, her path. She was looking for a sign, and tonight she was happy that she found a fellow kindred spirit. I regaled to her stories of Los Angeles, stories of my thoughts on life, my philosophy, my approach, my quest. We spent the night at a hookah lounge, drinking our watered-down vodka, eventually ending up at an underground bunker of a club where house music was pounding, 
throbbing off the walls and the crowded bodies on the dance floor. Rooms were divided into many in one corridor. Some rooms looked like opium dens. Others were long bars equipped with mixologists impressing a circle of cute hipster German girls. I loved how everyone seemed to be having a good time. Rachel was clearly the most beautiful woman in the room. I was enjoying being next to her. As the night progressed, my body began to sink and I needed to rest. We stepped outside, enjoying our parliaments, her carton now empty and mine almost gone. We hailed a taxi and headed to my hotel. Rachel was hungry, so I offered we order room service and take in the view from my balcony. I was staying at Dastu, a beautiful hotel overlooking the tear garden. We sat outside the balcony, looking into pitch-black darkness. We couldn't see the park as it was still very much cloaked from the early night. A soft melody from the chromatics played in faint distance from my laptop. Out of the blue and into the black These words wilted on our backs as we both leaned closer to one another on the balcony. We both held our thin champagne flutes and took in the cold liquid down our throats, each taking our casual whiffs of our cigarettes and staring into the void before us. The frigid, cool air felt good, and our voices began to draw into a soft whisper as we began to exchange intimate stories. Secretly inside, we both understood that we would never meet again, so we shared openly and bravely. I looked at Rachel and I wanted to kiss her. I wanted to embrace her and I wanted to love her. And I felt I already did. We were communicating, looking squarely into each other's eyes, a sneer of mischief, enjoying flirting with one another. Yet we kept our distance. Our food arrived and we sat and ate our sandwiches quietly and sipped our champagne. The darkness before us began to fade away as we could now make up the dense gathering of foliage of the tear garden. Birds began to slowly chirp, heralding a new dawn. The day was preparing to wake, and yet it felt like frozen twilight, as if we were both experiencing morning for the first time on a different planet. Rachel and I sat in silence, enjoying the calm of each other's company. Eventually, we both settled into my bed. I lay down on one side, she the other. Darkness once more overtook me. That morning when I awoke, I noticed she was gone. I leaned over to the other side of the bed and breathed in her perfume, convincing myself that the night's proceedings was indeed real. She had left a note on my drawer of a happy circular face, dash Rachel. I then ordered room service as I changed into my running gear and headed downstairs. I crossed the street, roughing the morning cool, inserted my earphones, and pressed play. <laughs> 